Are you working to overcome the fear of failure in your side hustle? Or maybe the fear of failure in your business? You know, I'm hearing this all the time from people, these underlying fears and concerns as they're trying to make money. So welcome back to the Company of One podcast. This is Dale Callahan. I am your host. And today we are, we are talking about failure or the fear of failure in a side hustle or a business. And we are in episode number 187. I tell you that because if you want to get the show notes, just go to dalecallahan.com slash 187. And the show notes will be there. But I've been doing a lot of coaching sessions lately where the same issue seems to be coming up in different ways. And last week in episode number 186, we talked a lot about the confusion that us as small business entrepreneurs or uh, information entrepreneurs or consultants or, I mean, it really doesn't even matter. There is an abundance of information out there this podcast included right now, but there's abundance of other information out there and books and podcasts and courses and things like that that cause us to overthink things. There's always another course to take. There's always another book to read. And that coupled with just normal stuff, right? Normally how we think drives fear. Now, sometimes fear doesn't we don't think it's fear. We think it's indecision or we think we don't know enough. Uh, and that's what I wanted to drive through today because I keep hearing it over and over again. And I hear it too in my own head. And I know if you are trying something, you hear it too. This is not unusual. As a matter of fact, people who are savvy business people have started businesses many times over have the same issues. And they are a fear of failure. Kind of. Kind of. And you may want to argue with me whether it's a fear of failure or fear of something else. Or or maybe it's not fear at all that you want to argue. But let's just talk about uh, some things that we could do as we're finding indecision. So let me just stop right there and talk about what is indecision and what does it look like. Indecision looks like I cannot make a decision about what marketing tool to use. Maybe there's a tool. Maybe I have a website. I'm trying to figure out which tool do I use, which email method do I use, uh, what, what do I use to market? Do I do Facebook ads? Do I do LinkedIn ads? Do I do Google ads? Do I do all of the above? And if I do all of the above or any of them, which one do I use? Right? There's all these indecision. There's all these things going on. And uh, so I, I just really want to talk about just some of the issues and just lay them to bear. Uh, and I've categorized them in ways that make sense to me, and I hope they make sense to you and you resonate. So first of all, the thing that you need to do as you're dealing with it, and I'm going to talk about some others here in just a minute, but the thing you need to do is put your fear in writing. I think I actually heard this from Hal Elrod and his, um, he's the author of Miracle Morning and he has the Miracle Morning podcast. I think I actually heard of him talking about it on the podcast. I'm not sure, but it was Hal Elrod. I'm pretty sure of that. 
And he was saying that the lies that we tell ourselves, and well, let's be personal, the lies he tells himself, and I've adopted this, the lies I tell myself, I write them down. And sometimes you get up in the morning and you feel these insecurities, these fears, these doubts, whatever it is, right? It's somebody else's fault. It's my fault. It's things are not going to go well. <clears throat> things are not going well. I mean, we have these doubts. And uh, and what what he was saying is he tries to list the doubts out. I thought this, this is a great exercise. I've done this a lot over the years without realizing uh, it had a methodology to it. And to write down what is causing your doubt. So let me just throw a couple out for your business. What's causing your doubt? Uh, I'm just looking at what some other people have written and what I have written. Uh, I'm fearing that my business is going to fail or I feel like it's not going to be a success, right? The fear of failure, that's just plain out, that's out there. But related to that, I feel like I'm going to look stupid, like I'm trying to do this business and my friends are going to laugh at me because I'm trying to sell something and I'm trying to act like I got a business and I'm trying to act like I got customers and uh, you know, trying to look professional. And I feel like I look stupid and my friends and family members are laughing at me behind my back. All right, so that's, that's another common one I hear all the time. Uh, another one I hear a lot is I think I might be doing the wrong thing. How do I know if I'm doing the right thing? And, and as soon as I think I find the right thing, I find something else that's the right thing. And so I'm caught in this loop of indecision. I think I'm doing the wrong thing all the time. And a related one, I think I'm making the wrong decisions. Right, so those two go together, right? I feel like I'm doing the wrong thing because I made the wrong decisions. Uh, another one that I'm looking at here that somebody actually sent uh, to me, um, and they had actually talked to me about this on a phone call, and they've kind of reiterated it to me in an email, is I feel like I'm wasting my time and getting nothing of it. I'm working on this business, and it's not going anywhere. I've been working on it and been working on it. And how do I know when it's time to punt? And man, I've heard that question a lot lately from people who own businesses and even from people who um, are clients of mine that don't own a business, but they're thinking about owning a business. And they're already asking me the question, how do you know when it's time to punt? And I remember thinking, it was just the other day they asked and I was thinking, that's a weird question from starting that you haven't even started yet. You're already planning to punt. I'm planning to lose this game. It's kind of a weird way to go into things. But look, this is human nature. You know, we're humans. We're weird. We do things weird. Uh, so another one is uh, that I heard just the other day. I'm afraid my idea has already been done. And my book idea, my podcast idea, my company, the product and service I'm going to offer to the world, whatever it is, I'm afraid somebody may have already done it. Or as somebody told me the other day, I had this idea and I was, I was cooking it in my head and I was going to create an online course for it. And a friend of mine, quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes here for the friend, a friend of mine came to me and told me, look, here's John Smith. 
I don't know who, the, I forget the name, but we'll just call him John Smith. Here's John Smith's book on that subject. Your idea's already been done. Right? And she calls me up with this doubt. My idea has already been done. And the one that we hear all the time in the back of our head is I just don't know enough yet. I don't know enough about the product and service I'm going to offer. I don't know enough about how to market a business. I don't know enough about how to run a business. I don't know how to raise money for a business. I don't know how fill in the blank, right? There's all kinds of things that we don't know how. So getting this on paper is important. And what I do is I use Evernote. So I use Evernote and I will journal. And usually these things are coming up to me in the morning, but sometimes they come up to me at other times in the day. So I really related when Hal Elrod said this, is a, when you get these things that come up to you, write down the issue. And then speak the truth about it. So I will write down an issue with a bullet point and then under it with a sub-bullet point, right, my way of keeping it organized, is I'll write down the truth. Now, I mean truth. I mean that I'm uh, lying to myself and uh, talking about things as if it's in a fantasy land. But if you're struggling with, with uh, doubt in a business, that if you're thinking about starting a business, if you have a business and it's not going where you think you want it to go, um, those are fine things to think, right? It's fine to, anal- uh, to do an analysis of your ideas and figure out what's working and what's not. But let's think about how do you speak truth to those. So I'm going to pull these one by one. And I realize I've forgotten the last one, so I hope. So remind me if I don't get to the last one. I'm going to put a little bullet. I printed this out on a sheet of paper so I will actually stay on track. Um, well, there's hope. There's some hope. So let's talk about failure. Um, and I've used this a lot of times um, I'm not a psychiatrist or a psychologist or anything like that, but sometimes in coaching, you get into a lot of the feelings and the issues that are causing uh, the underlying the underlying beliefs. And so when they start talking to me about fil- uh, about failure, if you were a client of mine and you start worrying about failure, I'm probably going to ask you something like, what does the failure mean? What does failure mean to you? And it's really good that you talk through that. If, if you're talking to yourself, if you're writing this down, like I'm saying, write down, I fear and I fear failing. What does failure mean? Does it mean quitting and trying something else? Right, I'm going to quit this and trying something else. And what's the fear there? Are you afraid that people are going to laugh at you like, Dale, I knew you weren't really going to be successful or or you're an idiot for trying that, right? The voices we tell ourselves and we think our friends and family might be telling ourselves, might be telling themselves. Um, you know, what is that fear? What is the emotional component that you're really afraid of? Most people are not afraid of losing money because they don't have a whole lot invested. I mean, nobody wants to lose even $1,000. But most people, that's not really the driving fear. Even people that I've worked with that have invested hundreds of thousands of dollars in businesses, once they get to a point, the fear is not about the money. They don't want to lose it. 
but the fear is about something else. So let me just give you some realism, too, to kind of think about. Think about all the people who have failed before. Right? Think about all the people who have failed and then gone on to do other things. And the problem is you don't know. You don't know of everybody's failures, right? We only know of their successes. Thomas Edison, you know, what is it? He said, I failed a thousand times at making a light bulb. No, I just found a thousand ways it would not work. Uh, but for many of us, we stop short when that didn't work. Here's what I find true entrepreneurs do. Now you can define what that what I mean by tr true entrepreneurs, but um, I'll just give you a personal case. I was involved in a business where there was you know about a million dollars lost. The investors lost their money, um, wrong timing, wrong leadership. Oh, there's all kinds of things that you know was going wrong. We can analyze things, but sometimes things go south. But the founder of the company. Um, and the investors of the company, which is interesting because they had the most skin in the game, they all thought it was a success because that failure, that loss in money pointed them to the next thing. And the next thing was a different story. The next thing was more successful. And it was a learning curve because you're just learning. This is like going and getting a college education. You realize people will go and spend a whole bunch of money on a college education and four years of their life, and they think that's worthwhile, but spending a whole bunch of money in four years on a business that did not go the way they wanted it to, they don't think that was worth any money? One experience is more realistic than the other. I'm sorry, it just one experience was more realistic, more usable in the real world than the other, and that was the experience in the business. So think about what we're doing, what you're saying to yourself when you're, you're thinking it could be a failure. That's like saying all the courses I've taken before might not work. All the uh, books I've read might not work. Yeah, they may not. They may not. But you know what? They may. They may. And if they don't, you're just going to find something else to do. You're going to figure it out. It's going to lead you to another path. And that other path might be wildly successful or more fun, right? More fun. So either way, you need to pull apart what do you, what's the fear of failure that's in your head that you're really worried about? What is that fear that's going on? And I, you could be talking about a business that you're investing thousands or millions in or just a business you're investing only your time in, right? I'm just trying to do something on the side to see if it will work. Those same, these same fears are there no matter what the dollar figure. It has nothing to do with the dollar figure. It's because you're stepping out doing something a little different. We'll talk about that in a minute. This, the second thing is I fear looking stupid, uh, which I think is related to the fear of failure. A lot of times what people are afraid of is being judged. And sometimes the person that judges us the harshest is us right? The person looking back in the mirror. We are a harsher judge. Because you know what? I can ignore my friend. I can call my friend a jerk. I can think my friend's an idiot because he or she laughed at me when I tried something. 
uh, I can I can laugh those off. You know, they, there may be some legitimate. They they may know some legitimate points. I can laugh off those. I can I can explain away my friend and family members' objections. My own objections, they're hard to get rid of. Now, some of my friends' and family's objections might sink into my sink into my brain and become mine. Um, but that fear of looking stupid is really we feel like we look stupid to ourselves. Right? There's a huge insecurity that we have, and it's uh, it's human nature, right? Uh, so don't think that other people haven't felt the same thing. The only people who think you're stupid, though, are those that aren't doing anything. Have you noticed how quickly we are? And I don't mean them. I mean us, too. We are quick to judge people that are out there playing the game. It's like watching a sport. Right, they're out there playing, and we Monday morning quarterback, you know, and we talk about what they're doing, but we're not out there playing. We're not in the game. We're not getting beat up. So the people who, who think things are stupid are usually the people that aren't doing anything. And if you're going to operate as an entrepreneur or anything out of the norm, let me say that again: anything out of the norm. If you step outside normalcy you're going to look stupid to others. I mean, look at our world going on right now in the coronavirus time and protest time. If you act any different than the masses want you to act, I don't care what side of the fences you are on any of these things, if you act any different than what the masses, and those masses, for the most part, are the people who hang around you, right? If you act outside that norm, Man, you could you can pay heavy, and we were seeing a lot of people pay heavy uh, because they dare stand up for something they believe in. I'm not meaning hurting anybody else, but they dare they dare say their thoughts, and they can really get uh, become brutal battles. That's always been true. I mean, we make fun of it now, and we watch it now, and we're horrified. But that's what the way we treat people. It's when people step outside the norm. What this means is they think you are not acting normal. When people think you look stupid, um, you're not acting normal. Dale, you're just, that's not a normal thing to do. Good. Good. Because let me tell you what normal is. Normal is broke. Right? In our country, in the United States of America, I don't know, you may be living somewhere else. I know podcast listeners do. We have a lot in Africa. uh, But if you're in a wealthy country... Oh, you can define your own wealth, but it, you you have lots of opportunity, and yet we have so many people in these wealthy societies that are broke, right? They don't look broke. They're driving around nice cars and everything, but they're broke, and you know it. You know when you're broke, right? Uh, that's normal. Hating your job or not enjoying your work, to be a little less strong there, that's normal. Most people don't like their job. Most people aren't thoroughly satisfied with what they do. And many people flat out hate it. Monday morning, they despise. That's normal. Being frustrated with less income is normal. Not taking any real action on anything is normal. Watching, binge-watching shows all the time and being up with what's on all the television shows is normal. Being up with, uh, keeping up with the Kardashians, right, is normal. Uh, 
keeping up with every news thing, whether it's CNN or Fox News or whoever you watch, keeping up with every little thing said is normal. Knowing what all the TikTok videos are, it's normal, right? Because that's what people are spending their time doing. And when you step outside of that, you're not normal. And people look at you weird. Look, I live in the state of Alabama. I don't do football. Now, I used to play football. I used to, I, I mean, the, the game is, is on the, you know, I have nothing against the game, but I'm not obsessed with it. And I don't know the last time I've sat down and watched a professional or college football game more than a few minutes. I'm just not into it. But in this area of the world, and maybe even in your area of the world, when I get in conversations, if I say that to people, they will just stop talking. It's like, I'm from another planet, right? It's not normal. Good. Good, dadgummit. It's not normal. Like it or not, it's not normal. I don't want to be normal. Because normal is all those things. Normal is broke. Normal is unsatisfied. Normal is not going after your dreams. Is that what you're afraid of people thinking that you are is not normal? Then look at the people who are not normal. Look at the Bill Gates and the Steve Jobs and I mean look about look at the old 1984 Apple commercial. People who were not normal. The other way of thinking it was a famous commercial because we all don't want to be normal and yet we strive for normalcy. Right? And if people laugh at us, or, or if we even think they're laughing at us, we jump back in line and we hold toe to the rules. Right? That's what we do. That's human nature. Why are we doing it? We also have human nature that we can make choices. You can make a choice and realize they may think I'm stupid. That's fine. They may think I'm really smart. You don't know. Right? You just don't know. They may envy you for stepping out and doing things. They're not going to say that to your face, probably. But they may. Because you do. Right? You see people doing things, and there's part of you that's laughing at them, and part of you is like, I wish I had the guts to do that. Another thing we worry about is making decisions, doing the wrong thing, making the wrong decisions. Let me just tell you, on, on businesses or, or on most things in life, decisions are just not black and white. It's not a yes and no. It's not like we were taught in school, right? Which marketing approach do you use? I don't know. It may not matter. Sometimes, sometimes you just need to start and commit. If you are in business and you're trying to do a marketing approach, there's a great a book called Get Clients Now. It doesn't matter what's in the book because, I mean, this is for consulting type businesses. But um, the author, C.J. Hayden, which I think C.J. is female, so I'm going to call it her. Um, C.J. is saying that you just need to choose. And she, she has all these marketing approaches in the book and, and says you just need to pick some. Right? You just need to pick some things that you will commit to. And it doesn't really matter as long as it's a logical approach. And how do you know if it's logical? It's kind of what you see a lot of other people doing, right? And if you, if you pick something, if you stick to it, if you offer good products and services to the world, in other words, you're trying to help people, your business is going to grow. The problem is with most companies, 
is not they have poor products and services. Most companies, they have poor marketing. Actually, let me go further than that. Most companies, they have zero marketing. They think about marketing a lot, but they don't really have any consistent plan. They may throw a Facebook ad out there. Oh, that didn't work. They may throw a magazine ad out there if that's such a thing anymore. That didn't work. They may throw a billboard up. They may do all kinds of things. Go to a networking event. Uh, they do things that cost no money, do things that cost a whole bunch of money. And then they come back and say, that didn't work. And the issue is consistency and common. Those are some common sense things. She's talking about common sense things. And she's talking about in the fact if you're a consultant, if you're a coach, uh, if you are any of those kind of things where you're selling what we would call high-end products that are very personal, that people need to trust you, right? If you're a medical doctor, if you're a dentist, if you're a, a physical therapist, anything that people just need to have trust, you know, maybe I would put mechanics in there, anything of that sort, then it's a matter of direct contact direct contact, not Facebook ads and those kind of things. It's direct contact and personal marketing, networking, referral building. In other words, it's good old-fashioned business. Getting to know people, getting your word out there, getting to, you know, getting them to know what you do and how you can serve them works magic if you are consistent. And that's what she's talking about in the book. She's and this book is nothing but a plan for consistency is pick something and then do it. And she has things on here like, you know, make five phone calls a week to new potential clients. It doesn't matter, right? You you pick a strategy that you can do in your business given time. And a lot of you, I've talked to many of you, and you don't have a lot of time because you're starting a side hustle, right? So pick something you can do in your time. Point is, yeah, you may be making mistakes. You may not have picked the golden approach, but you can adjust. The thing is to get moving. You Once you're moving and once you get out there and once you start talking, you start learning. Once customers start talking to you, whether they're paying customers yet or not, they start talking to you and you start adjusting by what you hear them say. That's how I do everything. And it's not because I'm as dumb as an ox. It's because I'm not as smart as I think I am. Now those statements might sound contrary, and it's sort of, but you have the same problem. You're not as smart as you think you are. You don't know your audience as well as you think you do. But you're also not stupid. You can kind of jump out there and, and do what you think is serving them. And then if you listen, they'll tell you what they really want over time in different kinds of words. But the fact that you're out there means that you can listen. So decisions are not black and white. You just need to decide and go forward. And this is why you always see Bubba with a fourth grade education doing pretty well. Bubba's not smarter. I wonder if there's a Bubbette. Would whatever. You know, anyway, you see people who don't have all the savvy and business savvy that they you would think they do. They just hustle. They just go after it and they consistently go after it and it can work as long as they're delivering good products, good products and services. The other thing is we tell ourselves is I'm wasting my time. And boy, have I heard this one a lot. I don't want to waste my time on a bad idea. So I was on a call the other day with a guy, and he said that. And he says, I don't want to waste my time on a bad idea. And I just couldn't let it go. So tell yourself the truth here, right? If you find yourself writing that down, what's the truth? What would you have done anyway? <laughs> 
If you weren't using that time to try to start a business, what would you have done? Would you have watched more TV? Would you have kept up with the Kardashians just a little bit better? Would you be able to talk about even more TikTok videos? I mean, most of us are underutilized. And that may make you mad hearing me say that because you're like, Dale, you don't know how busy I am. Have you noticed that's the thing we reward ourselves for in this society is if we talk to somebody, how are you, man? Oh, man, I'm just so busy. And it's like that's a badge of honor. Really? What that means when you say, I'm so busy, it means I am so dysfunctional. I cannot make good decisions in my life about what's important and what's not. That's what that means. I'm not talking about busy for a season because there's something going on or something with a family member or something with your business or something with your job. I'm talking about their life is consistently insane. You got problems, dude, or dudette, right? You got problems if that's how your your life is being run. So you're wasting your time. Is that what you're worried about? Really? Because most of us, most of us are just making our decisions to be in business, right? It's a personal decision, just like it's a personal decision to sit down and watch a television show. Uh, groups we're part of, what groups are we part of? What activities have we volunteered for already? Uh, what, you know, think about all the things that you are doing, that you are running, 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 running to do. Think about all the things you've said yes to, and you're worried about wasting your time? Really? Because the whole nature of business is you are helping other people. The definition of business is you get paid for providing goods and services, which means other people like what you're doing so much, they're willing to pay you. That means you are serving people. Is that a waste of your time? Maybe you haven't figured out how to monetize it yet. Maybe you haven't figured out how to get uh, different clients yet. I mean, you may be in different stages of your business. You may not know exactly what your customers want yet. You may not uh, know where they are yet. You may not uh, be able to get the number of customers in the door yet that you have. You may, uh, you know, you you may not have things priced out in such a way that you're making enough money off of the value you add. You know, there's all kinds of individual problems, and we tend to wrap them up and say, well, because of those individual problems, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for this failure. When you, 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 you could just solve the problem. You could go after solving the problem. That's where I've been spending all my time with coaching clients. And it's, uh, it's funny because it's not funny. It is funny. Because they all actually know what they're doing. They're not dumb by any, by any stretch of the imagination. They know a lot of things I don't know about business because many of them are savvy business people and have been successful already in different paths and make a lot of money. And yet uh, they're struggling with, with this, this case of this circle of indecision and, and what do they do. And they're saying a lot of these things to themselves. I'm he- so I'm hearing this over and over again. So wasting your time, I don't want to waste my time, is a big one. I mean, I hear that all the time. I think it's probably come out of my own mouth many times. All right. 
Um, so and it's probably come out of yours too. So the uh, the other is uh, my idea has already been done. I heard this one the other day as I was, I was saying somebody their friend told them your idea has already been done. Absolutely awesome. If you read Ecclesiastes, you'll realize there's nothing new under the sun. Actually, you probably realize that before you read Ecclesiastes, but yeah, you may doubt it. And you're looking in the world of technology and there's things, no, nothing. It's all been done before. We may have a new wizard and a new way and a new app to do things, but it's the same stuff, right? It's different delivery methods, but pretty much it's all been done before. You think about all the apps on your phone. You know, 20 years ago, was there a way for you to get this kind of service uh, yeah, I think everything on their phone, there was a way to do it. You know, instead of, uh, you know, messaging people, you would use a phone. You know, instead of using GPS, you would have a fold-up map. You know, but there was ways to do all the different things that you that was there. Um, so if you're finding that somebody's already done your idea, that's really an awesome thing. And I'm not, I'm not sugarcoating this. It's a terrible idea. If you find nobody has done it, if you if you find yourself in a space and you feel like I'm the only person here, that's dangerous. That means there's no money in it because somebody would be doing it if there was money in it. Think about all the diet books on the market, how to lose weight, how to get in shape. There's a bazillion of them and new ones out coming every day that still make money. Think about all those kind of things that are out there. Uh, people are still making money on losing weight, getting in shape. So it's guaranteed it's been done. In fact, uh, you know, you hope it has. You hope other people are selling products and services like yours because that means there's people willing to spend money on products and services like yours. So let me just remind you of the abundance principle is that if somebody has bought a book on losing weight, they're probably going to buy another one. They're probably going to buy another one. And another one, they probably have four or five in their house already. They've probably signed up to online courses. They've probably hired coaches. They're going to be the most in tune to you. Matter of fact, some of the clients I get that I'm helping with their business startups are people that who've bought a lot of courses and spent a lot of money, as I talked about last week, on how to grow their business. That's who I get, right? They already know a lot. That's awesome because they know a lot of stuff. They're having other issues. They're issues of accountability, issues of making it simple, issues through thinking, thinking through it, issues through pers- getting somebody who have lots who has lots of perspectives and different kinds of businesses. That's fine. You know, they, they have things that they need from me or maybe they need from you. All right? That that's out there. If you are if you help people lose weight just because I've been to a gym and I've got three or four courses and I've got guys I follow on YouTube that tell me how to get in shape doesn't mean that you couldn't come out with something tomorrow and actually say, hey, I like what you're doing better. Maybe just because I like your personality, right? Maybe because I find you're not so in like an intense gym junkie that you're a normal person trying to get in shape. Maybe that's attractive. So these are the lies we tell ourselves. Here's the last one is I do not know enough. So remember, all I'm saying is get on paper your, the lies you told yourself and then get on paper some of the truths. Now, so you need to think through the truths. I do not know enough. So let me help you there. If you're writing that down, <laughs> join the club. You never will know enough. You never will think you know enough. 
because there's always more to learn from, I don't care how expert you are, there's always more to learn. That doesn't matter. If you're in business, if you're doing a side hustle, right? If I, if I went to go work for Uber, you know, I could tell myself, I'm not a good enough driver. I don't have enough driving experience. I haven't been on every street in my city. No, that actually would be legitimate, right? That's probably true. And it would be a legitimate thing that I'm not really experienced enough. I don't know my way around. I could say that, and you might think, well, that's, that's pretty ridiculous, Dale. No, you're doing the same thing. I don't need to be good enough. I probably just need to be able to get to the major landmarks, right? I need to get from airport to hotel. I, you know, I, I don't need to get everywhere. I just need to get to the major places, and I kind of know my way around my city. And I kind of know my way around the business that I help people, right? I don't know everything there is to know about business. I have MBA. I have lots of business experience. But you're going to call me and tell me, you ran into this book or you found this other thing and you will be teaching me for that moment about something you know. That's awesome. That's awesome because I need to be learning. But that doesn't mean you don't need my help because the things I do know and the things I can help you with, that's where you need help. You don't need help on everything. You don't need me to help you do a merger and acquisition, probably, right? That's, that's not what you're going to need from me. And if you are, I will refer you to that kind of person, right? Because that's not the thing I like doing. These, all these things I'm talking about are the lies we tell ourselves. But the fear, the fear, you need to deal with the fear. So again, this is Hal Elrod's idea from uh, the Miracle Morning podcast, I think. He's probably got it written in the Miracle Morning book too. But let's just go where I heard it from him the other day is... When you find yourself in these indecision and in these fears, write down the fear, write down the feeling, write down the worry, and then stop and then be analytical and talk about the truth behind it. What are some true statements? And you'll feel better. It won't solve all your problems, but it will help you move forward because you'll realize a lot of this is just fear talking. Don't let the fear so loud that it drowns out the desire to win. I'm going to leave it there. Love to hear from you. If you want to get on the phone and talk, I'm still doing free coaching sessions. It's getting kind of full, but um, I've added some more time slots to that uh, because it's kind of fun for me to meet people and do that. Um, they're, they're no obligation. We just do a free session. We see if we can help. If you want to work with us, great. We'll talk about that. Uh, but uh, there's, there's a link in the show notes at dellcallahan.com slash 187, and you can uh, sign up, grab my calendar, and we'll just get on the phone and we'll talk through where you are. Other than that, I hope you enjoyed this. Love to hear your feedback and talk to you next week.